0: Hello, and welcome to the Author Roundup, a special segment of the Book Connection Show where we meet up-and-coming indie authors and talk to them about their recently released books. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Author Roundup. I'm your host, Emma, and I have a lovely author with me today to discuss her book, Love Ever After. But first, I just want to give a little introduction. Nelda is a retired elementary school teacher. She has taught music, kindergarten, sixth grade math, and music appreciation and music for elementary teachers in college. She is now living in a retirement community in Tennessee, but was born and raised in western Oklahoma. Nelda, how are you this morning? I am very well this morning. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. I'm very excited to learn more about you and your book and your writing experience. Can you tell us a little bit about your latest published book, Love Ever After?
1: My book, Love Ever After? is a sequel to the first book i wrote called love is forever love is forever is about a college basketball coach who was formerly an an nba player and had an injury so he took a job as a college coach there he meets a lovely violin teacher and they fall madly in love so love is forever is about their trials of getting to marry them. He is black and she is white. And uh, they faced a lot of trials with that regard. They worked through all of their problems. So when love ever after begins, they are happily married. They are living in a beautiful new home and awaiting Mm -hmm. the birth um, of their first child and hoping to live happily ever after. But we can't let that happen if we're going to have a dramatic story. The athletic department has hired a flirty, sexy secretary who makes it her mission in life to seduce Coach Cooper and gain inside information about the team because she's married to a gambler. And I have been very appalled at the amount of gambling in college sports. I'm really a college mm-hmm. sports nut, um, mm-hmm. basically, basketball and football. And gambling mm-hmm. is everywhere. And I worried, wondered about what happens to these poor. Kids, you know, when a gambler offers them $1,000 to miss a layup, you know, they're going to be tempted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, any rate, Love Ever After is about Coach Cooper's planning to live heavily after. But in a blink of an eye, he finds that, that he is fighting for his job. He is struggling to hold his marriage together. And all of a sudden, one of his best players needs to quit school and he plans, he and his wife want to, to help them. That's basically the gist of my book, Love Ever After. They go through many, many trials and resolving all of their problems. But Coach Cooper comes up with a solution that will help everybody. And in the end of the book, it turns out to be a very, very beneficial uh, solution. I won't tell you what the solution mm-hmm. is. He, he does. You'll have to
0: read to find out yeah, how, <laughs> how he solves all of his problems. If you like love stories and if you like sports, it has a nice added sports twist. People will love that And this yes. book. Book one was more of like the true love story, but obviously there's no perfect love story. So I like the way book two gets more into kind of challenges and complications. You'll just have to buy it to find out the rest of it. What
1: prompted me to go ahead and do that several of my friends who read the book said, we want to know more. Tell us more about (laughs) coach and Julia. And the way I got this, the idea to bring in the gambling thing, I play tournament bridge. And my friends and I had gone to Tunica to a bridge tournament there. When we got ready to leave, we ducked into a, a little sports bar. And I was appalled. There was this huge wall of uh, betting. This was in the fall. And every mm-hmm. football game in the United States was on this wall with the odds and everything. Because mm-hmm. recently, Uh, In the past four or five years, there have been laws passed that allows more gambling on college sports. And so that's how I've got into the gambling aspect. One of the things that I really enjoy doing is creating despicable characters who are going to harass the hero. So I had a hard time, or or had a good time, I guess, thinking of all of the bad things that this sexy secretary was going to do to Coach Cooper.
0: Are your characters based off of anyone in particular, or are they original characters? My Coach
1: Cooper was sort of patterned after a Tennessee basketball player. I travel a lot with some of my friends, and if we're Waiting in opportunity, I always carry my little notebook, and I will mm-hmm. see someone sitting there, and I will start describing them, um, and then after uh, we go on, I'll I'll show my this, what I read, read to them what I've written. i said, said, now did you do you did you remember seeing this this gentleman sitting in the waiting room? And sometimes I'd say yes, yeah, I saw him, and then sometimes I say no, no, I didn't see him at all. But but any anyway, rate, that, that's something that I do. Uh, with my my characters Ooh,
0: i like that can you tell us a
1: little bit about yourself i was born and raised on a cattle ranch in western oklahoma i went to oklahoma state university and i met an engineer there and he took a job when he graduated and Tullahoma, Tennessee at an Air Force tasting station. I really didn't start writing much until he he passed away about 20 years ago. I have two children, five Mm -hmm. grandchildren and eight great grandchildren. Um, So uh, now um, I basically work on my writing. I am music director for my church, but I used to write little stories when I taught kindergarten and I used to write an article for our newspaper about what people can do to prepare their children for school, you know, like for mm-hmm. kindergarten. I am now living in, in a retirement community. I love it. I had a big house with lawns to mow and everything. Oh, work. yeah. So I have plenty of time to write now. And I have another book about half done. I come from a long family of storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents were would always, you know, in a white mamas or something, you know, they would say, Mm -hmm. when we came to this country, we did this Mm -hmm. and so. But they came to Western Oklahoma when there was nothing there, just prairie. My nephew still runs the family farm that they were settled on Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. when they came to Oklahoma in 1892. And Mm -hmm. so I have a book. In fact, I have a couple of books that Mm -hmm. I have found out if I live long enough to write all all of Mm -hmm. these books i have a couple more uh about um things that went on in in western oklahoma in in pioneer days.
0: i love that
1: my my grandmother who lived to be 102 was um was seven years old when they came um uh, when they Mm -hmm. they left east texas and um and uh traveled 400 miles Mm -hmm. in a in a covered wagon. They made ten miles a day, and it took them forty days to travel.
0: Do you like writing these historical, like storytelling stories, or do you like writing more love stories?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I've thought about that. I, I got into started writing because I wanted to write a book about my grandmother's things, and I really don't remember how I got off into um, into writing this love story I don't remember how I got the idea I doubt I ever write another love story series I, I really want to focus more now on middle grade books I had one lady whose daughter was I think 12 13 anyway she said I want to re- I want to read something real I'd, I'd I'm tired of all of this science fiction stuff. <laughs> And what I want to read, and so she read my book and really and really enjoyed it. I had another friend who had read Love Ever After, mm-hmm. and she she had read um, Love Is Forever, and then she had started Love Ever After, and she said, I had told her that I had a book three that was coming out, and she said, Well, I had planned to read Love Ever After. Very slowly, so mm-hmm. that I would finish it about the time you got the other one done. But she said when yeah. I got she said when I got started
0: reading, I couldn't put it, it down. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. That's that's a really nice compliment to have about yeah, that you're writing. I so she
1: said, well, hurry up and get to writing and finish, finish book three. I want to know what happens next.
0: So, well, what pressure, it's pressure. Right. How long did it take you to complete Love Ever After? About a year because I
1: stopped, I had started, uh, my daddy was a real cowboy uh, several, several years ago. Uh, and so i i started love ever after and then i stopped to finish my daddy was a real cowboy and then so i probably about a year from the time I started it, but I finished another book in between. Some of these I had started, I started uh, yeah. a long time ago, and I just finished. And this this next one that is about my grandmother's story is called Maggie's Journey, and it, it is about their trip. But back in those days, people were, were very, very biased against Native Americans. You know, Indians mm-hmm. were... Um, Indians were lazy. Indians were, um, you know, second-class citizens, etc. So, in my story, Maggie of Maggie's journey, journey, she meets and and as she gets caught in a, in a terrific windstorm, and she meets this Indian boy who saves her, and and helps her survive through the and she learns that uh, that the the Indians. Our, our people are people, too. And so she has a journey in understanding as well as a physical journey. Um, so that that's coming up in my, my mm-hmm. journey book, which I hope to finish. Um, as soon as I finish book three, my family ranch was right in the middle of Indian territory. So it was in, in land that was that was. Uh, taken away from the indians and so i feel like maybe i'll give a little give something back
0: what about your writing experience can you tell us a little bit about that like what your writing experience looks like these are my my notebooks and i have a notebook for
1: for each thing that that i am thinking about writing and every so often if i think of something I jot it down in one of these. I have one note, notebook for Maggie's journey. I have one notebook for my next book in my trilogy will be Second Time Love. I have one notebook for, for that. I have some of these little ones that I carry uh, in my purse. Then when I, I sit down to write, I do scenes. I think of a scene. I sort of have an idea of how my story is going to, is going mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And if I, I think of a scene, sometimes I'm right now in the thing I'm writing on, I'm kind of stuck on, um, uh, on how I'm going to handle a, a certain event. Mm-hmm. But I'm still writing, so I will go down the road and think, well, here is a scene that I go- will, will incorporate later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So and eventually I kind of get it all, get it all together and write sequential. but I don't always write sequentially. Um, right. In fact, in fact, my book that I'm working on now, I could write the last chapter right now because I know how it's going. But every so often my characters just develop a mind of their own. Yeah. And, and they don't, uh, y- y- you know, and they, they go off in a different direction than I had planned
0: too, originally thought yeah
1: <laughs> yes they you know they mm-hmm. sometimes my characters just really really take off mm-hmm. uh, so at yeah, any anyway, rate that that's kind of kind of how I write uh, mm-hmm. I I try to I usually start out but sometimes I write I write scenes before I ever start the book you know mm-hmm. and then,
0: then how to get those out because you're really sure about those um, particular times I think
1: you know this is this is strange but uh, sometimes if I wake I'll wake up at night mm-hmm. and um, I'll be thinking about a certain character and I think about how I'm going to describe that character and how I want them to look I'll get up and get my notebook and and write uh, a lot of Sometimes Lucy will wake up at night and think, "Mom, go to bed." <laughs> why, are
0: you, why are you up right now? Yeah, you
1: you know, like you're you're dis- disturbing me. She's laying over under my computer right now.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, that, that's you have to get it out. Sometimes you got to write stuff down or you'll forget it, especially
1: that's when right. you're like, mm-hmm. "I." I um, I, uh, uh, But that's that's sort of how my, my writing goes. And then after I get it all together, then I go back and, and read it over uh, three or four times. The editors mm-hmm. at, at iUniverse have been very, very helpful, you know, at pointing out mm-hmm. things that i need to change and mm-hmm. and go back and i know i was really sick of love ever after by the time i got finished it because <laughs> i kept rereading it I, re- I read it about five through about five yeah. times
0: yeah but then, the editing process can be a little a little mm-hmm. tedious a little long sometimes <laughs> right
1: but but any, any rate it, it, it works out and i i appreciate all the help and suggestions that they um that they give. Sometimes I don't agree with them, but i but most of the time I most of the time I see the wisdom of their of their suggestions.
0: Yeah. Um what what would you say was the most difficult part of your writing process?
1: In Love Ever After, the most difficult thing to do was because it, it was a sequel. You know, mm-hmm. You want it to be a standalone book, but you don't want to retell the first story too. So, right. so trying to this trying to pick out what I needed to tell um, mm. in the second book was probably the most difficult thing. Mm. You know, I tried. Right. I I tried to limit it, limit it, so that I had just enough information, so that they would know, uh, so that my reader would know. Uh, where this came from, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I don't want to redo the whole story. I read a book yeah. not too long ago that was one of a series, mm-hmm. and the first two chapters had been mm-hmm. just repeated, just just word for word, in the out of the first book or out of the previous okay. book.
0: Like, I've already read this,
1: yeah, yeah I've read that th- this once, you know. So, anyway, mm-hmm. that was something, um. Uh, and so now I'm working on book three, and so I'm still mindful of the same thing, you know. Right. Uh, tell, tell enough to, to get a little of the, of, of the background, but don't tell mm-hmm. the whole story. Um, right. yeah, and you can kind of work it in as you go along, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like, um, um, she remembered the doctor who had helped her and she so tells a little bit about that, you know, so without going and rehashing the whole thing.
0: Right. Oh, that's interesting. I've never really thought about that as far as like sequel writings and what authors have to think about, um, not only the, the book that they're writing, but yeah, the previous book and be like, oh, well, did mm-hmm. I, did I go through that? Will the reader know what I'm talking about? Yes, so. yes interesting that's that's good advice too for anyone that's writing sequels if you're a writer or author out there do you have any other advice for writers working on his or her first book well if you are if you are a new writer you have got
1: to learn about point of view um you know that was that was something i mean when i first started that first book I was head hopping all over everywhere. You know, I was in this one's mind and this one. And then after I finally, if my editors so graciously pointed out you know, that you've, you've got to say another point of view in my book that I'm working on now, I have a very limited number of points of view, you know, mm-hmm. only about four people are going to be, uh, you know, well, I know what they are thinking and doing and, um, uh, so it's it's possible to, to do that. I think it helps. Uh, um, I read a, a book recently of one of my one of my uh, uh, friend's sisters had written, and heavens to Betsy, there was about ten different different characters and points of view, and you were mm-hmm. always running around. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. my my advice would be limit limit your points of view. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I really have more points of view in Love is ever ever after than I really had planned to, but I felt like it was necessary and it and it's not confusing. Um, yeah. I, the the reader is always going to know who is who, you know. Right. Sometimes you see you come across a name and you think, Well out now, who was this, you know? And so anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's good advice. I'd read an awfully lot and yeah. and there's this there's some some things, you know. That um, that I, I have learned. Not to do, when, I, yeah. when I'm when i
0: reading things that bother me, I'm thinking, well, hey, I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, so what about your, do you have any personal or professional goals this year? That is
1: about all. My town has a literacy council. They will be doing a book signing for, there are several other mm-hmm. authors around. So we'll be, be doing a book signing in the fall. Also, my church has a, what they call an arts Fair, and it's Mm -hmm. just basically where people sell their handmade things, knitting and whatnot. And so I'm going to participate in that with my and and have a book signing with my books there. So I'm hoping to get um, my goal was to get book three done before Christmas. I'm continuing to write. I have been music director and organist at my church, but Mm -hmm. I'm having neuropathy in my fingertips, which are so I'm feeling. Ready to resign from that position, mm-hmm. so that will give me more and more time right. to write. My goal is just to keep going. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. I said, I just <laughs> hope I live long enough to tell all the stories I plan to.
0: <laughs> well, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Do you have maybe like a website that we can find you at? Oh, I do. Neldalorenz.com.
1: Okay. But basically, I just want to write realistic stories that will entertain and show people that they can reach their goals in life with hard work. I just basically want to entertain people.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you give Nelda's books a go. And if you please leave a review for her on Amazon, I know she and us here at iUniverse would greatly appreciate that. And you can find all of her books, including Love Ever After on Amazon and Barnes and Noble's, the iUniverse online bookstore and as well as Nelda's website. Thank you for taking your time to chat with us, Nelda. And I will see everyone next time for our next author roundup. Thanks for listening. Before we go, show some love by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next interview on the Book Connection Show, where we meet extraordinary indie voices with incredible stories.